Well, Ascent, it is so good to be together again. We want to invite you in. We taught this song a couple weeks ago, and we want to continue singing it together. So would you join us as Abel? Here we go.
And you know what, Jim? You know what never go, gets old? Telling the story. Telling the story of Ascent, I, I love it. I love telling every single part of it from the very beginning. No, oh, I know. My, one of my favorite things was just that, uh, that vision to have a church where anybody could come to, that you could find like other people that you knew and you loved. And, and we left this church in California to come do that. And I just, I never forget, Karen and I were like seven days away from no insurance. Because we leave this a job and like we come here to plant and I just remember going, oh my gosh, we have to really believe in this vision because our kids aren't going to be able to go to the doctor. Well, then you know? things started rolling and you got we got that little office and we're sitting in that office up there and we're trying to figure it all out. We didn't have a computer. We had a whiteboard. And so uh, so we started thinking of who could we pay to actually come to church so that we could have a church. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We, that, was our, that was our database. You leaned up against it one day, ruined half our database. Uh, guilty. And, yep, then we, yep. and then we and then we then we got to the Omni Hotel, and at the Omni Hotel we set out 75 chairs that first day. So and, crazy. and we thought we didn't think we were going to fill oh 75 chairs. I know. And then one, my favorite single moment was that moment that my son grabbed me when Jack grabbed yeah. me on that second floor of the Omni, pulled me over to the uh, to the to the window and said, "Dad, look." And it was a field of dreams of cars that were coming in. And we looked at each other and we're going, we got a church. Oh, I know. I remember, we got a church. I remember the two of us like breaking into tears uh, going, this you might did. actually work. <laughs> I, I, you did. I know. I'm the crier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we both were. So then, sure. then we get in here and, you know, we start working our butts off on trying to get this giant oh. building in shape. <laughs> you guys. He sucks at construction. Oh. He does. He doesn't know anything about it. Really, neither one of us do. But man, I mean, there was a day, Jim, we didn't tell you this for like four years. There was a day that you went into the auditorium and you hung like a ton of these curtains. You're terrible on the scissor lift. You hung a bunch of these curtains up there. And then Chris Lagdros and I looked at it the next day and we're going, he hung them all backwards. So we, we had to go back, fix them all. And we didn't uh, tell you for four years because we were so afraid hey, that you'd be offended by you that. You know, I, I'm just going to call you Pee Wee because, uh, you know, Bill likes his colors. And so, you know, purple and yellow and orange. Bill's up on the scissor lift with his little paintbrush, getting his little cute colors up there. I I'm was like spray going, painting right, it and know. the pool table turned nice Time and out. orange. <laughs> but it was in this spot right here. This was the spot that we we met with the, the owner of the building and we said, we've looked at every dumpy warehouse in this entire area. Yeah. We thought, is it all possible to get some space here yeah. And we and he said, well, do you want the tire center? Yeah. <laughs> and we said, well, we could do a few services in the tire center. Well, it's so crazy too because we had prayed, and within like 24 hours, and we get hooked up with this place. It was the craziest oh. moment. And we got in here, but man, it looked a little different in here <laughs> when we first. Let's show the video. So, right. let's, we're gonna show the video. You guys got to see what this looked like seven years ago in this building. How about this place? This place would be perfect. It's the perfect location, right on McCaslin and Louisville. This is the old Sam's Club on McCaslin in Louisville. Not bad size. I think the building's about three acres. <laughs> so we're we're not going to use three acres, but we'll use you know maybe twenty thousand square feet of the space. But uh, we showed that video and asked you to pray that God would somehow um, kind of give us a space. 
to meet and uh, within 24 hours we somehow had connected with the new owners of this building. It sat here for four years empty. The key to Sam's Club uh, on my keychain by Wednesday and that was 72 hours after uh, we as a church had prayed about it. So. Man, things have changed. Things have changed around here. Now, now look, the first purchase we made that was the scariest were those chairs. Oh. Everyone kept saying they wanted cushioned chairs. Oh, no, so I know, I we know. We spent like 15 grand. We didn't have 15 grand. Yeah, no, that <laughs> or the fact that the roof cannot stop leaking. So I remember one day being in here and it just started leaking. It actually like ruined half of our uh, musical equipment. And I'm like, no! The first time Becky was leading worship for us, my sermon illustration was a chain link fence that went across the entire front of the stage. So she's leading worship but from behind oh, a chain link fence. And I'm sure she, she loved that. <laughs> oh, she did. She loved it. I said, welcome to working with Bill, right? Yeah, now. this is how a sense going to roll. But the best oh. one of all of them, all the, oh. there was this, there was this morning. Worse. That Jim was trying to, trying to talk, but he, his microphone kept falling off his ear. He's got these odd ears and his microphone kept falling off his ear and he had to adjust it probably 30 times. We actually caught it. Check it out. Check this out. You know what I hate the most about this? This mic is driving me nuts. Nuts. It's driving me nuts. Like it's so Honestly though, for me, like the best part are just the people and the stories that came in this room and come in this room and people that were like so far away from God who decided like I'm coming home, you know, like kids. Uh, man, we had, we've got everybody from like kids who are finding Jesus for the first time to people who've been gone for 60 years and decide to like get baptized, you know, and I, like to, that's the best. We man. get together on, in our staff meetings and just talk story after story of somebody that had been hurt by the church or somebody that didn't expect her to be anything but boring. And they come in here and their kid jumps up. Remember the very first time with the bike, that, oh. the trikes, that they, the kid rolled up against my leg and he says, <laughs> I love my new bike. And we're just high-fiving each other. We're like, this is what we want. We want kids to love it. We want adults to, to, to grab hold of the truth. We want them to get to know each other and make friends, not just know people. Right. All of that has been happening. But I have to say, the very best thing is right here in this spot. This is where every year, like clockwork, I kick your butt oh. in guerrilla warfare. All right, right, all right. Here. Everybody else knows the real story. <laughs> no, man. Everybody no, man. else knows the story. <laughs> You so cheated in no, those things. No, you, no, Yeah, the day that no. you, the first one, you made a French toast casserole at a grill-off. It's fine. <laughs> it, it, but look, here's, the truth is, everybody knows, 
I win every year because you serve salmon every year, right? <laughs> so not Salmon's true. good, oh, okay. but not like universally okay. appealing. Okay. What about so the year that I you, will win. What about the year that you made those ribs and didn't cook them? <laughs> and, right. and we had a bunch of raw ribs. In there the was like can. one rib that was bad, <laughs> and that was right. it. The rest right, of them were great. Right. Hey, you guys, um, look, with every great story, every story that, that you tell, I mean, we're just saying how much we love telling this story. The author, you, if the author's got any chops at all, you, you can't wait for what, he's get, what he or she is going to write next. You turn the page and you see the chapter and you're going, man, that's, that, what, what is he going to, what's she going to write? You know, my kids with Harry Potter, it's like every chapter they're glued. What's going to happen next? Well, we're turning the page and the author is writing and we have firmly believed that god has been the author from the very beginning of this of not only of this church but in our lives as well he just keeps writing and what's he writing next well today we wanted to tell you a little bit more about the next chapter and the next chapter is going to have some changes i don't want to i don't want to call it loss i just want to call it changes in the next chapter of ascent church and so we wanted to tell you a little bit more about that this morning. So jump into it. Yeah, there is a new chapter for us and I'm gonna take a big swig of water. <laughs> no, I, um, I don't know how else to say it. I, I, I wanna ask you guys who are watching this just to give grace to me. I'm, I'm gonna have a hard time uh, today <laughs> talking through all this, but um, Karen and I are feeling um, led to a new adventure. Uh, we've been praying and we feel like really strongly like God's calling us to a new thing in a new place. And we're gonna be uh, working with uh, an organization called Stadia to plant churches uh, all over the US, actually in different places of the world too. And um, I, I can't wait, I can't wait to do it and I am like, um, it's heartbreaking to me because I love this place and I love Ascent uh, and um, it'll, uh, it's going to be a hard <laughs> transition uh, in a lot of ways and yet you just, you can't escape God's call and this is God's call on us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you right yeah. now that's not easy, that's not easy. Um, that's not easy to hear, and I know that's not easy for you to hear. It's not, it wasn't easy for me to hear either, uh, and it's, I know it's not easy for Jim to share because I know how much he just breathes and is so dang passionate about this church and about you guys and about all of it. And I wish, I, like, that's a huge thing. I wish I could sit with the 2,000 people yeah. that call this place their home and have this conversation with each person, and yeah. I just, I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I just, I want you to know that, uh, man, I love this place, and we're not going anywhere. We're gonna, we're gonna keep living here and keep calling a center home, and Bill will let me tee up every once in a while, <laughs> you know, and, and still be engaged with different projects here. We'll talk about that in a second, but, um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm resigning from my role as co-pastor here um, so that we can really pursue what we feel like God's put on us. Now, I'm gonna, I wanna give you time. I wanna give all of us a moment, okay, uh, to, to let that sink in. There, and there's some shock in that. And, and uh, 
Um, and and Jim, Jim and I have known that, that in sharing this with you guys, especially having to share it this way over, over a screen, that there's some shock in it, that there's some jaws that are dropped, that you're going, no, 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 that's not, that's not what I wanted to hear today. And keep telling the story that we were telling before. <laughs> um, but 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 this is this is a next chapter for for all of us in in our lives with this with Jim and Karen and the boys um, taking on a new adventure. Uh, when Jim told me my jaw was dropped, I was shocked by it. Uh, I, I mean, I think my first question to Jim was, "That's got to be so hard with how much how much you've invested yeah. oh, in the church." Because I love it. I love uh, the people. I love the vision. Yeah. Um, I love our staff. Um, I love working with you. Um, I was telling Bill, uh, when I was, when we were first raising money, um, somebody said to me, uh, hey, I'll, uh, I'd love to support you, except the fact that you're trying this co-pastor thing is never gonna work. <laughs> and unless you have an exit plan within three years, I'm not giving money. And this person didn't give any money. And um, I just want to say, I love you. There's no Seriously. shame. You were wrong. Uh, <laughs> and now give some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not too late. You yeah, can donate. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, here we are seven and a half years later and uh, it has worked, dang man. it. <laughs> it's just, you know, and so, I just, that's the hardest part is leaving this and uh, we've got such a good thing going on here. Yeah. And it, um, I, if it weren't for this unmistakable call to this, um, this opportunity that we'll unpack in a second, I just, it would be sad. Now, having said all that, um, you still drive me nuts. Um, you, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get all sappy when you wear a stupid Seahawks hat to a goodbye thing I did for it. me. I did that intentionally just for me. you. Just so we yeah, yeah. I did. I was thinking about it too. Just the partnership is, is I mean, we, we're two stubborn, broken men that have, have tried the lead and we're, we're opinionated. And there were so many times over these seven years that, that we've just gone, the Lord has so protected this relationship. I mean, I mean, this relationship started, you guys, when he came in and would, applied for an internship in Seattle when I was doing college ministry up there. And he wore this leather jacket and, 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 and he's chewing gum and he's I coming off a plane in Australia. I have never owned a leather jacket. And he's like, yeah, I don't know if I want this job. I don't know if I want it, you know? And we're like, who's this Jim Candy dude? It started then, man, and it's been a friendship and a partnership and, and all of that all along and and uh and so i i think about i think about that we think about those day that day that unbelievable god moment that jim and i sat down with somebody that was consulting for us at the church and he said he and he started talking about just some of the characteristics of the church and jim started writing down and i started writing some stuff down and and the guy says hey what are you writing and i said i don't know i just started writing down what i think are the strong characteristics of this church and Jim said, that's what I started writing. Yeah. And I said, I said, well, that's, that's funny. I wonder how many different things we could come up with. And I said, well, I, I, I think it's, we're accessible. And Jim goes, I wrote accessible. And then I wrote personal. And Jim says, I wrote personal. And generous. Wrote generous. And Jim said, I wrote generous and, 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 and risk-taking. We were risk-taking. And Jim wrote, I wrote that too. Honestly, you guys, we were, wrote the same thing. The only thing we didn't write, the same one, was, was inspiring because 
I really believe in the inspiring word of Jesus, and I believe that Jesus is an ins- is inspiring, and so I wrote inspiring. Jim Jim just doesn't believe in that as yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> sure, that's it, man. <laughs> so, but it, it has been such a God protected relationship no doubt, no that doubt. we have had together, and that, sure. that I, I started just thinking, man. I'm so going to yeah. miss that, that relationship. And we do. We, we love to laugh and joke with each other. In fact, there was a, a video that we did a long time ago of the two of us kind of making fun of each other. Man, you guys, we, we got to give them a chance to see this. Check it out. Yeah, check out the video. Bill's car is like way too manly for Bill. You guys probably can't hear that, but that's the dual exhaust coming out of this F-150. And I don't know what the deal is with that, if he's feeling like he needs to compensate for something with his big truck. I sometimes think that I might have the coolest car on the road. Every time I see him driving around it, I just go, dude, what are you trying to prove, man? I can't even remember what he's driving. I think he drives a Prius or something. this is probably just a little too big for Jim. I definitely work out more than Bill Stevens. And he's kind of a big bone guy, so probably people would think differently. Jim's kind of a kind of a scrawny guy, to be honest with you. He's, he's, uh, he's been lifting a lot lately, so he always talks about how he can't fit into his size medium, small shirts. The guy is like terrified, like, like child style, terrified of bees. So if there's a bee within like 50 yards of your table, you can't talk to the guy because he's going to be running off somewhere. Dude, Bill, you have a massive bee on your head. Honestly? Get it off! Why do you do that? Jim's a guy that, that gives everything he's got, is dead passionate about it, and you feel like a million bucks when you've left being around him. There's no one else on earth I would rather be planning a church with than Bill Stevens. He is paranoid that he's going to go bald in the next six months. Bill and his bees. <laughs> Mr. Frit, yeah, you know, he that still does that to this day. That hasn't changed one bit. That's changed one bit. You guys, seriously, I mean, yeah, yeah, this news today, this is hard news for all, all of us to hear. Um, but at the same time, what Jim and I, what we've been talking about so much is this is really, this is really the message for the day. This is about call and about God's kingdom. This is about the fact that God is looking at every single one of us and is going, man, I have a race marked out for you. And I want you to, 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 to run that race and run it just knowing the, the, the prize. And, and I want you to, to, I want you to, that race might take you up a hill where you wanted to go down. And it might take you around a corner that you didn't want to go around that corner. Or you're still on, this is where I should go. And God's going, no, I've got you here. That's, that's what God, that's God's call in our life. That's God's, that's the kingdom of God at work. And our ability, any one of our ability to surrender to that, that that is us living out the kingdom and that's that's what Jim's doing and that's why for me when I see this while I am sad about losing my partner in ministry man this is a man that is it's about courage and it's about faith and it's saying I'm gonna run the race so tell him more about the race (laughs) what what has God got in store for you right now yeah I just I for me I can't escape this uh, idea that I have always loved kids and young adults, and I just, um, you know, for those of you that are older than 
you know, 30, I love you, but I really love, <laughs> I, you know, I just, there's something in me that's just wired to be around young people and care about them. And so I, I there was no way that I could deny this call uh, an opportunity to work with this organization, Stadia, that is committed to planting church, churches. And the, the whole idea is how do we plant churches that are for the next generation? So th this is what got me. Um, the U.S. is at its lowest per capita church planting ever since mm. its beginning. Uh, and we know that young churches attract young people. Look at Ascent, yeah. right? This happened here. Young churches attract young people. And this next generation is the largest generation uh, ever in U.S. history. There is nowhere near enough churches for them. There's nowhere near. And we're looking at around 30 million young people that may wander away from Jesus. And part of the biggest reasons is there's just not churches for them. So when the opportunity presented itself to say, you have a chance, Jim, to actually plant churches, you know, or help plant churches, not just in the US, but globally, um, if I could dent that, man, I'm sorry, but With if I honest. could dent that, I'm like, I am so about that. You know me. Yeah, and yeah. I just, there's no way I could deny a call like that. Even taking all the stuff that you've learned in those seven years of planting this church and, oh. and taking it to a to a to a, an organization that they they love doing this, they know how to do this, but they can even learn from you in doing this. What's really weird about it is that you have loved Stadia for a long time. You were the one that was the catalyst for when we first started raising funds for the building for this church that we also would build the church in Bolivia. Yeah, I mean, through so you, Stadia. Yeah, you might remember we planted a church with Stadia in Bolivia uh, with Pastor Paulina. I love it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pastor Paulina. And there's a couple hundred kids, partnership with Compassion International, a couple hundred kids now sponsored. And uh, you might remember the gangs had to move away yeah. once this church got planted because there were no more kids to recruit. And that's what Stadia does. Yeah. And so the opportunity to do that internationally, but then uh, here in the U.S. too, I just got so excited about that idea, and that's what we're doing. Well, and what's re what's really interesting is that when Jim was telling me that, and he's getting fired up about that, it just took me back. It took me back to when we first got started, yeah. and I'm just going, man, we Jim and I did a video at the very beginning before the first first service here, just to share the vision of Ascent. And when Jim in that video was talking about the need for churches and church planting, you could hear the passion in him seven years ago, and and it's no different today. In That's fact, true. in fact, it's so cool. We got to show it to you. So we're gonna throw you one more video to you. We're gonna we want to show you this the video from seven years ago at Ascent when Jim is talking about the very thing that he's going to go do now. So watch this. People ask all the time, why would the world need another church? You know, you think about it, it's a fair question. Why wouldn't we just spend our time and energy and money working on churches that already exist and making them more effective? But you know, that doesn't take into account what God is doing for some reason with churches today. Churches that are new tend to attract disproportionately more young adults than existing older churches. Or what about the fact that new churches tend to have new Christians at about three times the rate of older churches. Those are things you can't ignore, and this matters. So you guys, nothing's changed. 
from that vision that Jim shared seven years ago, nothing has changed in, not, in the, the point that he makes and the passion that he's doing it with. Yeah, easy for you to say nothing's changed. Uh, <laughs> well, that's true. Other than the island on the top of his head. I can't believe no one told me. <laughs> that's true. Like, I, I look at that and I'm like, dude, I had no truth tellers in my life that said to me, like, you need to shave that, buddy. What are you guys we doing, man? Sensitive. I blame you. We were being sensitive. Anyway, you guys, hey, listen, I know that for some of us, some people might just go, gosh, really? Now? In the midst of COVID? Now? Jim's going to make this change. But you guys, if you do any study of scripture, if we spend any time in scripture and we look through all the way from the very beginning, all the way through scripture, you, you will see over and over again, God laying out uh, the race. He's laying out, he's, he's calling people to go do what he wants them to do. And here's what you will never find. If you look at each one of them, Gideon, Moses, Esther, you look in the New Testament and, and, and each, Paul and Timothy, every time God calls somebody, Every time God lays out, here's, here's what I want you to passionately go do. The thing you will not see is, is him saying, but you know what? It's probably not the best timing. Let's wait till it makes more sense and then go passionately pursue my call. Every time, every time you look at each one of those things and you see God saying, go. With Esther, he's saying, man, you were, you were made for a time such as this, go. It might not make them greatest sense to go now, but go. And people like Moses, they fought it, but then they went and they faithfully followed what the Lord was placing in front of them. And so is there a better time? Is there a good or a bad time? Man, there's no, it's, it's just God's time. And right now it's God's time. I, I gotta be super honest. That was the hardest thing uh, for me personally. It was feeling like, a, actually a sense of guilt on it of like, am I harming my church that I love? It feeling like there's this call. Like I think of Jesus calling the disciples away from, you know, the Sea of Galilee, drop your nets, follow me. And they do, they drop them yeah. and they go. Yeah. And, um, but there's this just part of me that kept, and, and you know, this has been a process here that's unfolded for a while for me. And part of the reason why it took a while was me just continuing to go, can I do this right now? Can I, you know, and I just kept playing those things of like, I don't want to harm a cent. I don't want to harm mm -hmm. a cent. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it there, I really do believe and Karen and I believe so strongly there's Jesus saying, drop your nets. As much as you love this net, yeah. as much as you love this net, drop your net and go. And, and that's ultimately, we, we had to. And you know, part of what makes it possible is our belief in you and our belief in the team and our belief in our board and our um, belief in the church and the people that call us at home. I mean, this place is in great hands and more than anything, uh, this place is in great hands because the Lord has clearly blessed this place and is not going to stop anytime soon. The best days are ahead, I'm convinced. And, and that, that is really important for all of you to hear. The DNA of this church does not change because the DNA of this church has never been about me or Jim. Mm -hmm. The DNA of this church has fully been about Jesus. 
and about the love of Jesus and the grace of Jesus and the, and the, and the excitement of following Jesus and Jesus meeting people in the middle of all of their situations. We, the DNA of this church has been personal. The DNA of this church has been accessible. The DNA of the church has been, has been risk-taking. It's been, it's been inspiring. It's been generous. And that's not gonna change. Our, our commitment to blessing the socks off of this community because we're gonna lead with the love of Jesus and be generous as much as we can, that's not gonna change one single bit. Our commitment to, to helping people to draw in and come closer to following Jesus that maybe they haven't considered for a long time or ever, that's not gonna change. Our commitment to digging deeper and learning more about what this means to follow Jesus and challenging each other and carrying each other's burdens in that, that's not gonna change. That won't change one bit. See, see, Jim and I have been committed to this because the Lord laid this on ascent, not just on us. And so we are fully, fully committed to continuing to do the work that you guys have loved. You've loved this church because of that. And, and you guys have stepped into the roles. We're, 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 our DNA will still be, how do we raise up leaders in this church to help our kids in our kids' classrooms and to, and to help a middle school kid or to walk with a high schooler or to walk with someone that's in their 80s or to walk through with couples. Man, that's been all part of the DNA of the church that will not change no matter what leadership roles change in the midst of it. You gotta hear that and be confident in that even as we say goodbye to someone that has helped lead us so stinking well like Jim has. Now, now, now one of the things that, um, that we know is inevitable whenever there's change like this we all love to, um, to, we all have our, our, our drama and sometimes we even look for drama. And sometimes when you hear change in leadership in the church, we, we conclude, well, there must be. There must be a, a, a falling out between me and Jim. There must be, Jim must be getting bored in the midst of COVID and he's just gonna go leave because he's getting bored. Jim and Karen, they must be struggling in some way or their family must be struggling in some way. You guys, you need to hear from us. We, we want to address it and just say right off the bat, we know that that's how some people will respond. And you'll hear someone say, yeah, did you, what do you think? Do you think that maybe there's something more? Can we just tell you there's not something more? <laughs> I mean, there's not something more. I hate more. to be non-dramatic. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. There's, there's so many churches that are struggling right now and it's across the country, it's local, there's hard things going on where pastors are struggling or things have happened that have been difficult. And so I get the natural tendency to that. And the truth is, Karen and I are great. You and I are great. Yeah. Uh, you know, there there is not anything that's leading us except for the Lord leading us into something new. And I think it's really important too to say, um, this is our church home. Like our, our we're not going anywhere, our boys, love it here. My wife loves it here. I love it here. Um, you know, Bill's talked about having me preaching and, you know, just as often as I'm able and he, he can. And, um, and then I uh, think really importantly too, you know, we're in the midst of this 
building project. Um, I'm so passionate about that and so neck deep in it that I have asked Stadia to allow me to continue to help with that and see us at least as far as I can on the process. And so I'm gonna keep doing that too. And I think that's really important. So, so we're not going anywhere. Um, and, but thank you for saying that because we want people to know the real reason why, why we're going. We're not running away from anything. We are running toward yeah. something yeah. and it's an exciting kind of future. And so. do us a favor, will you? When you start to hear that kind of drama start to come out in a conversation, someone that maybe didn't get to hear us here, will you protect the health? God is so, there's so much health in Ascent right now. Will you protect the health that God has provided for us in this church by, by dispelling anything that, would you, that someone might want to conclude just for the sake of having a rumor to start? Because there's no rumor to start. Yeah, no, that's good. Closing thought for me anyway is uh, I love you guys. I, I love um, this church and I've loved you as people. A church is people. And um, the stories that you brought to me, the way you guys have blessed me, the way I've grown up over the years is because of you guys. And um, I think this would be a lot harder if I were, you know, like moving to California or something. Um, but it's still a huge loss for us and for our family. And um, we just want you to know as a church family, you guys have, I've grown um, probably more than anybody. Uh, and so I wanna just say sincerely to you, thank you so much. I just, um, I love Ascent. It'll always be in my blood. And so will you guys. Uh, so thank you. Hmm. Well, and, and, and um, I wanted to take just a second, and I know that you and I are still going to talk. We're still going to touch base on things. We're still going over to oh, yeah. we, When we first started working together at the church that we worked at before, there were moments <laughs> that we'd come into each other's office and we'd, we'd just vent and blah, say blah, something, blah. and then the other person would always say, well, that's your problem. And I, got I got my, my own, own problems. I got my own problems. <laughs> um, and and, uh, and we'll I know that, that we'll probably be back on your porch, and I'll be saying it, and you'll be saying, well, that's your problem. <laughs> I got my own problem. <laughs> so, and it, you know, I just want to. I know that that's still going to happen, and I know that you and I will stay in great uh, contact with each other. Um, but I want to say even more than. Um, I want to say even more than the um, than than what you've done for this church and and um, your passion, your strategy. The, the way that you took on even like the building campaign with your, and the building, the whole building stuff, and you didn't know anything about it and you learned all about it and you, you escorted all of us through that and uh, sharing, the, sharing getting to speak to everybody on Sundays and, and uh, sharing, just sharing the weight and the load of running the church. Yeah, all those things I am gonna miss, but... Um, uh, but I think the thing that I think most about is just the two of us um, just laughing together, <laughs> crying together. I mean, the amount of times that the two of us have cried over a church service or a Christmas Eve that people are just loving to worship Jesus together at, or, um, or even just some of the struggles that our, our, some of our staff people have gone through that we've walked through with them. and. Um, I'm gonna miss sharing that life with you on a daily basis. I'm gonna miss, yeah. I'm gonna miss, um, I'm gonna miss getting to pray over this and sharing a vision that we so we both have so believed in. We've so believed in it together, and I'm gonna miss sharing that vision um, with you and and uh, 
and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm miss making fun of you preaching in an extra large <laughs> polo shirt that's just that's, that shows Please. off your skinny arms. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm I'm miss all of that. And, but I do celebrate, I do celebrate. I celebrate my friend that is, is, um, is just following what the God, what God has laid on his heart to do. And, and, uh, and, and so for that, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a personal loss and a huge gain mm. at the same time. So mm. kingdom work, it's what we dedicated <laughs> our lives to and what we dedicated seven years ago to, and it's kingdom yeah. work today. So, I believe in you, ma'am. I believe in you, and um, I have loved this and loved you and will continue to. Yeah. Uh, but I know it's a loss, a huge loss for us and for me. And, um, but there is no doubt in my mind the best days are ahead, and God is going to use you like he has never used you before. Just watch. So, well, let's, can I pray for you? I'm going to pray for Jim. Let's pray, and, and, uh, and Becky's going to lead us in, 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 in some songs with the worship team. Father, I, I'm so thankful for my brother. I'm so thankful for his, the, the, the commitment that he made. Um, I'm thankful that he and Karen decided seven years ago to, to jump on board with Jackie and I and that, that Josh and Micah uh, came along with them and, and, uh, and that they, they said yes to the call to, to start something like this. And um, Lord, we are so thankful for that and uh, thankful for what he has given to each person in this church um, because of his commitment to you and fulfilling and, and, and following through with that call. God, we are thankful too for the work that he's going to do with Stadia and um, just the, 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 the impact, the kingdom impact that can be made through a guy like Jim that you have blessed with such a strategic and such a, um, a passionate mind to, to, to go and to, to build and to shape the kingdom through building these churches. And so I, I pray that you would bless that next step for him. And Lord, we are so thankful that you are present, that you are faithful and, and all the hand of blessing you've had on ascent and the hand of blessing that you will have on ascent. We're so thankful that you continue to lead us and we fall in line right behind what you have in store for this church next. And thank you that you lead us, that it isn't me, it's not Jim. You lead us to whatever is next. God, help us to run that race with perseverance, what you have marked out before us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face on you. sing together.
upon you in a thousand generations in your family and your children and the children and the children may his favor be upon you in a thousand generations in your family and your children and the children and the children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he's with you he's with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and your going in your weeping in rejoicing he is for you 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 Your word will come to pass 
my heart will sing your praise again and Jesus you're still enough and keep me within your love cause my heart will sing your praise again your promise still stands great is your faithfulness faithfulness I'm still in your hands this is my confidence you never Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail me Hey, I wanted to be really clear as we finish up today, just on a couple of the specifics that you might be asking. Jim is going to to work and through the end of December, um, and then he's gonna he's gonna stick around to help us to escort us through all the rest of the building stuff. So just know that I'm certainly gonna have him come up and, and preach every once in a while because we're gonna really want to continue to hear his voice in in helping us to understand uh, Jesus a lot more. And so so just know that Jim is still gonna be around, and we're gonna celebrate.
great. We're gonna get a chance sometime, hopefully all together. We wanna gather everyone together sometime in the, in 2021, and we're gonna celebrate and thank them, thank the Candy family the way that they deserve to be thanked. We wanna thank Jim and the work that he's done, Karen and, and just the commitment that she's had to Ascent over these seven years. We wanna thank Josh and Micah as well. It is not easy to be a pastor's kid, and, and uh, those guys have walked through all of this with us too for those seven years. So we're gonna get a chance to thank all of them at some point in January, okay? Or some point, some point in the new year. You guys, the, the, the song that Becky just sang with the worship team was, I can see, I see that you're moving the mountains and I believe that I'll see you do it again. And God's been moving mountains here at Ascent. And I believe that he's gonna do that again. I believe that God is, God's presence here is, is so clear and God's hand of favor has been so clear and I believe it still will be. But here's what I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need you guys to, to, I want us to just keep carrying, carrying the vision that we would help people see Jesus clearly and that they would find life in the midst of that. I want, I want, let's carry that vision. Be personal, be accessible to people, to your neighbor, be accessible to them. Be risk-taking with your life of faith and as, as you see the, the race marked out before you, be risk-taking. Man, be, be generous. Being generous with, with the, this news that you have, the good news of Jesus, and be generous in blessing people with no strings attached generosity. And, it's, and, and inspire, be inspired and inspire others with the truth of Jesus. You guys, that's, that's how we wanna live. That's what we wanna do together as a church. That's how we wanna grow together. Man, let's, let's, let's do that and rally and know that God is at work, he's moving mountains, and he's gonna move them again. I so love you guys, and I can't wait to continue to, to live out this life that Jesus has given to us here in this place at this time together. Love you guys, see you next week.